and welcome again to Relative Reaction, episode 24. As always, I'm your host, Travis. I'm Mama Brian. And we are so happy to have you here again. Mm-hmm. For number 24. Yes, can you believe we're almost at 25? Next That's week awesome. is going to be 25 already. We're at almost a quarter away to a dollar. You see, you made it seem so invaluable at that point. That's not a value, but that's a quarter away to a dollar. Ooh, what does a dollar buy you now? <laughs> Anything you want in the dollar store? No, because you need tax. No. You need a couple <laughs> more past that. <laughs> so, 24 is the number of hours in a day. Mm-hmm. The number of carats to representing 100% pure gold. Right. There are 24 total major and minor keys in the Western tonal music. Oh, didn't know that. It's the number of cycles in a Chinese solar year. Okay. 24 is the number of frames per second at which motion pictures are usually projected. Ooh. Finally, it's also the number of points on a backgammon board. We're going to save that one for you because yes, I know it's one of your favorite you. games. Let so, me, I'm a backgammon bitch. So let's be as badass as Kiefer Sutherland in 24. Oh, yeah. I like what you did there. Oh, yeah. I, I did like that show. And was he a was a one. badass in that oh, show. Oh, yes. He was bad. So how's your week been? I, uh, I had a slow week, but, you know, recovering. My honey is recovering, so I've been stuck in home. Yeah. But it seems to finally be recovering now, which is good. He's on his way, we'll say. Which is nice to see a, a at least a climb. He's in now. the right direction. Yes, so much so. I know today was amazing for me because this is the first day, and I can't even remember how long, that I not only got to sleep in, <laughs> but I got to do a bunch of nothing. Yeah. I did some small things, but they were all like house related things. So they were stay at home and do mm -hmm. things. So it was just, it was so nice to do that. <laughs> I have been in a much need bet. of a day of like that. Of just a, what did you do? I did things at home. I didn't leave my home. I didn't want to leave my home. <laughs> You're having a day of rest and relaxation. And whereas I'm like, Cabin fever. Yeah, I could see that. Too. No, I, I get that way. If I have more than one day like this, I start getting that. So I definitely feel you. But it was very nice to have today. Um, I'm sure it was. Oh, yes. <laughs> it really, really was. Uh, in news this week, I mean, we had, obviously, the headlining of the news this week was George W. Bush. That's a shame. H.W. Bush, I guess they should say the father. Yes. That uh, broke my heart. Passed away at 94. <laughs> It's it's always a shame, no matter political views, to see a president pass. Cause it is. It it is. You ha you you, no matter if you agree or not with the president, before this one, Amen you usually that. high hold them to a higher standard just because they're the president. You know. Yes. So when they pass, you you, you feel it almost personally. Yeah, it's still a, a big part of like. Your uh, America as yeah. a president, even mm -hmm. as a short term four year, that was four years you were in charge of, you know, you were right. the, the head, so to speak, of America. You were the face. So it is always sad to see, see something like that pass. And I mean, I don't I don't like to get too political here because honestly, politics is not our podcast and politics drives me so crazy. You're doing it, doing it, doing it for democracy. I will. Grease too. 
I will make my one one little political milk bring it on here because I don't like I said I don't almost never say anything political and this isn't a, a huge huge one but something that really struck me this week is I was when I saw that you know one of our former presidents that passed away was the simple fact that presidents of past seem to always be be able to put aside differences for Mm -hmm. major events Uh, i use katrina a lot because that was one that really had a lot of people grouped together uh, when we go into wars and all you know people grouped Mm -hmm. together and even differences on the way it should be handled and all this and you know they may be at each other's throat a united time to see people like both bush senior and junior bill clinton jimmy carter barack obama they mm-hmm. all always got together for right. things like that. And they never, you know, you would see Bush Sr. and Bill Clinton on many, many occasions sitting in together on an interview to help with something. And right. it was just amazing to see. And it kind of hurt me because I was, it made me really think that I don't know if I could ever see it happening in the state we're in now with our current president. I honestly couldn't see that. Happening. I just couldn't, and that it broke. My, like I said, I don't like to get political, but that one just no. It really, but I, really I honestly stuck out to couldn't. me this week. I was just sitting there, and that that thought crossed my mind. And it just kind of continually kept crossing my mind these last few days, and it just I don't know. It, it, it's it, It's something that really, really stuck with me in yeah. my thoughts this week. It's very, very heavy. It is. So y'all might have to let us know what your thoughts are. But yeah. Anyway, beyond that, like I said, dun, dun, I'm dun. I'm done with my political shit for another year. I am off the soapbox, but yeah. <laughs> uh, my bulldogs blew a <gasps> giant, giant pain in the ass like they always do. Fourth quarter choke. That's oh, why we drink man. a lot. Man, that was horrible. Yeah, that you're was, telling me. That was like. I felt guilty watching it almost. That's how bad it was. Yeah, try being a Bulldogs fan. I haven't felt that guilty over a game since uh, <laughs> it was your guys, too, at the Super Bowl. Oh, the Falcons. The yeah. Falcons, yes. yes. I love oh, reliving that. That's damn. a joyful time. Two of me. the worst football suckers in the world. and y- You go, Travi. Yeah. Yay, yeah. your team. I will always be Georgia proud, but God damn, our sports teams do this to us every freaking year. Well, you ought to be used to it with the basketball. But no, that's a good point. Every year they'll make it into the playoffs, it seems, and then yeah. they, even on like the best years, like, oh, they're really rolling, the Hawks might do it, and then what do they do? They go in the first round and they fuck it. And they play like shit. The Braves do it too. Yeah. I love baseball. They'll go in. No, the Braves they'll used start to be powerhousing, good, yeah. and then you know they'll get in the first round, the wild card, or the round after that, and then they blow that. And I'm like, what? Every single freaking team from Georgia has that habit. I got to I got to exclude the Braves. I'm with you on the Falcons. I'm with you. You got rid of your hockey team. Well, but, yeah, but the Thrashers did it too. Yes. The Thrashers were always known as a force to be reckoned with, which is one of the reasons I was surprised to see when they left Atlanta because they were always known as a force to be reckoned with up until the first round of the playoffs when they inevitably I just imploded. I just don't include the Braves with them for some reason. I just, like, exclude. They're, like, special. I, mean, <laughs> I agree. The Braves, like the 90s Braves, the mid-90s Braves mm-hmm. were an exception to that rule. Right. They knew how to not only be a powerhouse, but to continue. And I mean, obviously, that's how we got the World Series. And, you know, right, right. The, the season that ended on strike, we probably, everybody, every announcer will openly say 
that's who was that was a win again. Yeah, that was a brave year. Exactly. But it, even then, it seems like after that mid nineties, coming about ninety eight, ninety nine, we started doing that even with the Braves. He started doing it. True that. <sighs> I mean, we've had obviously, you know, like the old saying. And I know this is switching, switching gears here. The old saying of you know, if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple of days; it'll change. Mm-hmm. That has never been truer here than this past week. Yeah, been a little. We went from Mother a Nature's off snowfall heads. of a couple inches, then we had like this beautiful day where you could see the snow, but mm-hmm. it was still freezing ass cold. Right. And then this weekend, it's been rainy and gloomy but back up to like 55 60 degrees right and then today it was like sunny and 50 mm-hmm. i don't and then it's supposed to snow again by like the middle of next week yes i think tuesday it starts yeah mm-hmm. I, I knew it was sometime in the middle of the week. i'm like what is... are we it's like are we having winter are we not having winter are we having winter are we not having winter <laughs> trying to figure out what, what are we doing here it's like eh, we want to start but we're just not sure Anything else been going on for you this week? Uh, nope, nope. Oh, we did go to uh, PetSmart. They had Sample Saturday. That was yeah, fun. which apparently is a thing. It's like the first Saturday of every month. Yes, if y'all got pets, I recommend going. We got, no lie, a regular grocery bag full of samples. Oh, full. yeah. And just I do mean full. what we were buying. Yeah, it was just blum, blum, blam. Yeah, they'll sit there and ask you, do you have any cats? Do you have cats, dogs, and any sensitivities? Right. And you give them the answer, and they just, like, load up a bag. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not load up a bag of this, their one sample. It's of... No. That whole bag was full of everything. You just had, like, one sample of it. Yeah. It was it was cool. I enjoyed that. I would definitely recommend going if y'all got a pet. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you take your pet there, it, I can't take my big boy there, but if you take your pet there... They actually have samples that they're handing out, too. Yes, I saw that. Because yes. I do, I can take my dog. She's extremely, extremely good when it comes to that. She's she amazing. She's a very good puppy. When it comes to being out in public and being able to stay and be mm-hmm. calm. It, complete turnaround. When you're in public, man, she acts amazing. She's great at it. But I unfortunately could not take her this time because we were also running, you know, all yes, these other errands. I just don't have heart to leave her in the car. and So... But. <laughs> and I can't take my big boy. He's too energetic for most people. Yeah, he has energy. Well, before we get too too much further into the podcast, mm-hmm. I do want to bring up, as always, uh, the links are in the description below. Yes, but I yes. do want to call them out. Make sure you're going over to our Facebook page, Relative Reaction, our Twitter uh, Twitter handle, uh, Relative Reaction. If you search up those, you can find us. The mm-hmm. links are there. If you want to email us, relativereaction2018 at gmail.com, we do yes. answer those as well. Please rate us. Yeah, go ahead on iTunes if you just want to go above and beyond and you think that we are just so awesome that you need to go another step. Please go to iTunes. Take that 30 seconds out of your day. Rate us five stars. Comment. I don't care what it says. That helps us a ton. Yes. A whole so, big bunch. I do want to do want to get into that a little bit before we got too far into no, our story. And I will point. remind you at the end of where you can go find us at. But that, I just want to let you know that way, if you just can't wait to the end of this podcast, that you got to go check us out. That's how you go ahead and go do that. So, yeah, baby. Please look us up. Like like you were saying, give us those ratings yes, and yes, comments yes. and on iTunes. That Please. helps tremendously. We and I will mean, we are out there. Definitely get back to you if you write us, like us. Oh yes, for sure. And if you don't have iTunes, don't. I mean, we also we are also on Podbean and Spotify. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. There's all kinds of ways on the 
Google Play Store. Yes. They have like a little podcast section you can go download us on. So we are out there. We're there. But let's stop with all the bullshitting. Let's get right into this week. What is our first story of the day? First story for number 24. Okay, this is going to be one of them stories that make you go, hmm. I call this Hungry at Home. 76 low-income countries receive food aid from the U.S. Now, that averages out to around 782 million people. Wow. Yes. And we give $50 billion in food aid to other countries every single year. Wow. That's really amazing. We are the top food donor in the entire world. No other country gives as much as us when it comes to food. That is crazy. Yes. Just as an example, we'll just I just picked this one out of the blue. We give uh, Zambia down in uh, South Africa. Zambia. 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 However you pronounce it with the A there. I'm not sure if it's a strong A or what. Anyway, we give them $600,000 alone every year. Wow. Now, is this like six hundred thousand dollars? Is this like straight cash to no. put towards food, or is this no. the worth of the this food? This is that we... the grains, the rice. Okay. Yes, six hundred thousand like... dollars worth of. Okay. Now, foreign food aid helps the U.S. in three major ways. One, it keeps us safe. If we're helping your country eat, chances are you ain't coming against us. And number two. It's a moral moral thing. You know, we look better to the rest of the world because we're the top food donor. Three, for economic prosperity. The more countries you help, the more countries you, you know, that like you, you like them, and it helps. Helps. Uh, it seems like almost all of this is like relation building. Exactly. Exactly. Right now, though. The, 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 diplomacy. That's the that's word I was trying the to word, think of. Yes, it's a all good of one. a diplomacy Mm-hmm. That's a good one. See Civ five paying off for me. <laughs> right now, fifty-nine cents of every dollar we spend on the food goes to the shipping and storage of that food. Now that I'm not surprised on. I was actually wondering about the six hundred thousand because yes, that's a lot. Ship all of that, and it's a lot of weight. Like grain and rice, they weigh a lot, so it's right. not easy to ship. You got and you, you got to ship and you got to store. And according to U.S. rules, we have to do, we have to have U.S. ships that fly our flag are the ones that ship it over. We got to store it on U.S. soil. Okay. So, I know about the store, see, the ship thing I, I knew, and that makes sense to me only because it would be like if I was living halfway around the, around the world and I bought you this awesome gift and I bought you this new car and go, hey, Ma, I got you this brand new car over here. All you got to do is come get it. Right. Well, that's kind of a shitty gift because what if I can't afford to travel, travel there, there and drive get that it. car Exactly. Back? So I get the shipping. That part I do understand of having to ship it to them. Now, the part that's going to make you go, hmm, is one in every six people here in the United States are hungry okay thank you so much for bringing this point up because as you were going through this i was thinking it's so cool but the right over just that's why i titled it hungry at home the overpowering thought in my mind the entire time you were talking about it was 
this is awesome, but then why do we have so many hungry in our country? Exactly. Because I knew it was like a it, one in six or one in eight. I knew it was right. one of those stats. One in six. Was That's hungry staggering. in America. Yes, it, it's an insane amount. Yes. I mean, I don't want to see my neighbors hungry, but I'm not going to have my own family go hungry to feed my neighbors either. Just saying. Okay. Now, we also spend $50 billion on our own hungry. It goes into 10 different programs such as like food stamps, free lunches, food banks, etc. Okay. So we're the equal amount that we're sending right. out to everyone is sending out to us. Yes, we send 50 billion out to other countries, 50 billion to us. Okay. So it doesn't sound bad like that. No, that made it sound actually very right. good. <laughs> now, if we look closely though at all these stats, the number values, the dollar values, and all that, you can plainly see that food aid issue, issues need, like, a total rehaul. They just yes. do. Because I'm thinking, you said we, overall, it's, what, 76 countries that we right. give you out that $50 yes. billion to, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm trying to think, even if you, no matter the size of our country, I understand we're a much larger company than, country than someone as, like, right. a zombie or whatever. However, I am trying to see how $50 billion doesn't feed everyone. Exactly. In my head, it should. But with $0.59 cents of each dollar of that $50 billion going for storage and shipment. Okay, you know? that's awesome. But now our shipment is cheaper, so it's probably not right. $0.59. Cents exactly. The $50 billion that we're using for our own people, I doubt $0.59 cents of that is to shipping and storage. Exactly. Exactly. So we're getting more of our dollar over So then here. how are we not feeding everyone? Why are we still one in six? Thank you. And that's the point I'm trying to make. How are we spending $50 billion every year and still people are hungry? How is that happening in a country where we produce more food than we have people? We are one of the few countries that can say that. We wow. have more food every year per capita than people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody should be hungry. So I think that's where we need a, a rehaul. We need to look into these matters. Yes. On a personal level, I personally think a few ways to look into it perhaps to kind of delve into it and get something done food donations there was over 60 million dollars last year of food donations to either food banks yes. or if you go to like um, a grocery store and they say roundup for hunger yes yes that was over 60 million dollars raised Wow. If we can raise that much, we can raise more. I'm sorry, but I truly believe that. Now, I also think more access to education will in turn help with hunger. Really? I truly believe that. You tell me what chances somebody who didn't even graduate school has of getting a job that can support, say, a wife and two children, which is your nuclear family now. Yeah. So I think because college is outrageous. Oh, yeah. It's if you don't have a scholarship or something, you're really up up the old creek there. Oh, yeah. 
So I think that will in turn help. I also believe birth control education will help. Because when a person has two, three, four babies before they're even 25, how are they supposed to support that family? Yes, they opened their legs. They they did the act. But I think... I think that's irrelevant to the point exactly, of this. Exactly. The children don't deserve to be hungry or anything. And also, I'm sorry, you're, you're neither not, does I'm not the trying person to, by any I'm stretch. I'm not trying to make it sound like, okay, yeah, it's cool. Go have as many kids as you can while you're in high school and all. But the point is, kids are kids. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to see this as, oh, how's this going to affect me in the next 20 no, years? No, they don't. The exactly. You're not looking at that. You're not even fully formed. There's not your, a your child that does. Even, your brain isn't even fully Mm-mm. formed to think of those types of things right now. Exactly. So I don't want to hear the argument of, well, they shouldn't have, they should have exactly. had the Thank That's you. That's not the fucking point. No. How about the fact that these are trying to keep the kids a and how to support old, themselves and they're trying exactly. to learn that now? A 16 okay, year cool. old is not thinking long term. Yeah, they got it. They learned a lesson. Let, let's go on. I just I hate that argument. For I agree. That if you ask so me, I that think... is irrelevant to the point of cool. It already happened. No use crying over spilt milk. Why is that even? Whatever. That's why I feel that if we help and spend more on birth control education, will in turn help the hunger. Do you see what I'm saying? How the oh, two yeah. relate? I believe so. Anyway, I also believe in empowering our citizens in a variety of different issues will help in turn. If you come from a bad side of town and people as a whole look down on you, you are no longer empowered. They are taking your power away from you. We need to show them... Yeah, they're taking your your, your voice, your your power, yes. That's the whole concept of... And not to get into this part too much, I know it doesn't deal with yours, but that whole black, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, right. that whole started with, that was their exact mantra is you took our voice. Yes. What you're saying there, empowering, that is the key issue of what people are saying is, is their problem. Right. They don't care because you don't hear us. Exactly. That is, I'm sorry, that is a very We're good point. We're looking that, that down really on the people on the other side of the tracks, so they're in turn going... Where, what are the hell am I going to go to? Why am I fighting to try to get to the other side of the tracks when they could care less about me? Yeah. We got to empower them. You got to go up to people and help them, help them help themselves so that they in turn feel better. The better you feel, the more likely you are to be a success. It's that simple. Yes. That is just my thought on hunger and poverty, but I truly believe it. No, I agree with that because the the number that still stands out to me is that fact that we can use fifty billion for ourselves and that we're not all yes. that we're still having one in six hungry and, and that f- just it it blows my mind, especially as someone that worked in kitchens for right. for much of my my careers, is how much we have to throw away at the end of the night because mm-hmm. it doesn't meet code or whatever, but it's still perfectly fine. Right, and I'm not saying oh it's it's fine it's not you know it's, it's and a you can't no, I'm give you, out the money or the food that you don't use without jumping through legal hoops correct and that drives me crazy because i'm not trying to say that oh it's just it shouldn't be bad food i'm trying to tell you as someone that is 
a, a cook and was a line cook for for years. Mm-hmm. And that's the food that I took home to eat for me and my family. I'm not going to feed myself something that I wouldn't trust or feed you something that I wouldn't trust eating myself. Exactly. I'm telling you it's perfectly fine, but it doesn't. And I understand why the code is so high in restaurants, and I agree with that. I'm not saying they need to go down at all. Mm-hmm. But I hate the legality of we can't donate that food. You have to throw it away because then you get into issues of people can sue you if they mm-hmm. get sick off of it. People can steal it, you know, and purposely make more so they can exactly. take some home. And I hate the fact that's an issue, and I don't know how to resolve that right now. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, it's an easy well, re- resolution. When I, I don't know how to fix that. Exactly. Currently. But I can tell you that is the big issue and why we waste so much at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it drives me crazy because some of it is still so good and just yes I, it kills me when i know that i can be working at this place i know there's a food bank you know four blocks down and i can't legally give that to them they would have to dumpster dive and not get caught in order to get that you know that's not right, right. when i started that article i wanted in my head i wanted to write an article about how much we give to foreign aid as opposed to how much we give to the united states i was surprised to find out we gave the same amount Yeah, that was a fair number. Yes. But my husband always says, never voice a problem if you don't have a suggestion for a solution. So that's why the article went from that to, this is how I feel we could help hungry people. Yes, and that's why I said I'm not trying to say that the problem is that we need to you know, give all of our kitchen because I don't have the solution to that right now. No, I wish I did. The solution to fix the legalities. I can give you the easy solution of right. tell people to not be assholes and exactly. get a moral compass for their life and don't be a dickwad. Mm-hmm. However, that's never going to happen. Scumbags no. aren't going away anytime soon. No, Sorry. they're not. <laughs> it, it just kills me to have to – and it wasn't just me. It was me, my bosses, my coworkers. We all felt the same way. Right. And I feel like I could speak for the majority of kitchen workers probably feel that way because I've known quite a few of them and I've never met one that didn't feel and wish that we could give more as far as the excess. Oh, yeah. I mean, we do and our you best. You work fast food not. plenty of times in different I did work various that as well. places. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine how much prepared food you have left over at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I know. I work. And at- you have to throw it away. Yes, we do. You can't, like, serve it the next day. Why can't you give that to a shelter? Mm-hmm. I worked at Taco Bell years back when they did the big recall on beef, mm-hmm. if you remember. I want right. to say this was probably, oh, what was that? Six six years ago we had that big recall? It was a while uh, whatever ago. Whatever year. Yeah. A few years ago when we had that big recall, it was all across America, and, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. beef was infected. And one of the companies that got hit really hard was Yum Corporation, which is, owns Taco Bell. And obviously, Taco Bell goes through a lot of beef. And mm-hmm. I remember us being out of beef, which, by the way, in and of itself is a pain in the ass to work for a store that really evolves around that. And it's a really odd thing to have to tell people, sorry, we don't have the, the beef. We have steak and chicken, but we didn't right. have our ground beef. And I can't – I wish I could remember the number. I did it at the time. But it was just thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of ground beef that had to get thrown away. We weren't allowed to give it out. Granted, it had the potential to be infected, but it was like I had a Romanian lady working for me, and it was so hard to explain the legality, you know, Mm -hmm. between countries and all. And she was like, I just don't understand why we can't give it. Why can't they sign a waiver saying I take the risk of this? Because most likely it's perfectly fine. Right. 
None of the people that got sick off of that recall were actually off the Taco Bell beef, but it was unfortunately that same line. Mm -hmm. So to be safe, you recalled all of that. Exactly. Well, why can't we have like a waiver like that to sign? It's just, it's a shame because just the amount that Mm -hmm. had to get literally thrown away is, was crazy. Yeah. In our warehouses. I just, I just think uh, it's the department. Uh, of agriculture, isn't it? That does I, all the. I believe it is the part of agriculture thing. that has like. I think we just need a total. subs out of there. Kind of like a total rehaul, I, rehaul of them. I just really do. It is. It's a shame to see. It's this. like everything was started with good intentions, but because of people's bad intentions, this oh, is yeah. what's left. It's like I told you. I don't have a solution because the mm-hmm. easy solution is people need to get a moral compass and don't be a right, scumbag. Right, but they're never gonna. But you just you don't have you, that. Yeah, exactly. You can't work and think with people like that. No. Okay. Just, it, I'm that, sorry. It was a good story, though. That is. That is a very good story, and it just it really made me think. I'm just you know with the holidays coming up. <laughs> Like, the fact, like you said, the even amount... First of all, I didn't realize it was that many countries we were able to donate mm-hmm. to. But I did not also realize we put a 50-50 amount to right. spread across 76 countries and ours. So you can't say that we're not... No, you cannot say the, like, we're not pulling our own weight. And I honestly didn't know that we made more food than we consumed. Yes, than what we could consume. That is also kind of a crazy yes, fact. Yes, we sure do. Man, that is just that is a wild story. That makes you think, y'all are gonna have to tell us what you think about that story because I'm that, just saying. I feel like there's a lot of opinions out there, and I kind of want to hear with the holidays opinions that coming we up. Thinking of it this time because that was just that was really thought provoking. With the holidays coming up and with Thanksgiving just being over, we take for granted, or at least I do. You know, oh, I'm gonna I have this person and this person and this person and this person on my list. And I'm going to get them all these Christmas presents or Thanksgiving. I'm having 20 people over and I'm going to feed them all. And I'm thinking that and I'm not thinking that there are families out there starving. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't be so hard on yourself. Because no, I don't mean that as a like... criticism to anybody who's enjoying Thanksgiving or Christmas. No, I'm, I'm just saying. saying I think we could do more personally as well. Oh, I definitely agree that, that, you know, there's always that personal, but I just wouldn't be so hard on yourself because I could tell you from a side, from a, a purely outsider looking in without even knowing any of this, just knowing your history, you were best friends when mm-hmm. you were growing up in a very bad area yes. of people that were like that, that couldn't eat every meal. That That's very sickness. true. Our uh, one neighbors had to decide on school days if they wanted breakfast or dinner. They you know couldn't I mean? have so both. I, I feel like you do care and know a lot more than what you give yourself credit for as far as being cautious. Because you do understand being in that particular. Mm-hmm. You do understand the concept that you can't just go and have a nice meal. you kind of got to decide what you're saying. Exactly. Thankfully, you were blessed and everyone hungry. But I know for a fact that you had a dis- – you weren't just – you know, it wasn't an open – open kitchen either no, to feed no. your whole family. My mother worked damn hard. I had That's why I said. <laughs> exceptional grandparents. Yes. Exceptional. The kind you read about in storybooks, for goodness sakes. But anyway. No, that's just very, just very... Just a, uh, hmm, kind of story. interesting point. Well, on to my first story. Yes. Is musical monotony. Ew. Now, as I've mentioned many times, I love music, so... 
I, I read a lot in the music, even off the podcast I do. I read yep. a lot of music things. Uh, <laughs> but I found this article, and I thought it'd be really cool to bring up. It was about this gentleman, and I think he actually works for Apple. And he did a study over the last 60 years of just any pop music, and he literally took every song that was in the Billboard Top 100 mm-hmm. from 1957, I think, when it started. 5758. Whatever the Billboard 100 started, all the way to 2017. Awesome. And he took every song that ever entered the top 100 and put it into his algorithm. So, I mean, you know, a crazy amount of songs, all so that way he could start seeing conclusions of what was the most, like, repetitive songs. Exactly. What songs yes. repeated the most? Where did they place? You know, were they better? Were they worse? Which, ironically, the top 10 songs. Mm-hmm. Over the, since 58 or whatever it was started are actually the most repetitive usually. I could see that because if somebody has a number one song and you want a song to be number one, your first like intuition is going to be I want to do something like that. Yeah, they say those are usually the most repetitive songs. Sure. And I guess back in like 2011, someone actually did studies with MRIs and all this to just see like brain waves and all. Mm-hmm. And they said it's because when you start getting fam- like it came to parts of music where you were familiar with it or familiar lyrics and lines mm-hmm. that your brainwaves actually spiked and were more interested in it. So oh, there yeah. might be a, a reason to it of why sure. those are the more popular ones. So what's really cool is he kind of broke it down by decades too to tell you what artists were the <laughs> most repetitive. ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> Let the hate mail begin. Sorry. So <clears throat> we'll start kind of recent in the 2000s. Okay. Uh, Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. were the top end of the repetitive. Oh, yeah. They say there's hit songs were the most repetitive in the 2000s. I could now, see Now, this was followed not far behind by Avril Lavigne and Nickelback. Oh. Also being very repetitive. In the 90s, Madonna took the cake. Madonna was by far the most repetitive that he found in during the, the 90s decade. Girl. Yep, when he th- when he did the 90s, he found by far Madonna was the most repetitive out of all of them. Um, however, Mariah Carey and Mary J. Blige weren't like off of the scope. They were also up there, just not like whereas the 90s, you kind of had the two of them that were battling, were or the 2000s, sorry. The 90s was a clear winner of Madonna being the most <laughs> repetitive. But, uh, you know, coming up behind them was Mariah Carey and Mary J. Blige. And in the 80s, the worst offender was Paul McCartney. Get out! Paul McCartney was the worst offender in the 80s. No way! I'm so surprised. The Beatle front man. Now, Michael Jackson, The Cars, Donna Summers, they also were kind of repetitive through the 80s. Not MJ. No. They were, all, they were also ones that caught in the algorithm that you know had a yeah. bunch of repetitive either beats or words or mm-hmm. something in it that was really repetitive now the most repetitive song i'll start with that okay of all time i'm sure you probably know most people know this is a fact it's around the world by daft punk the song is literally around the world around the world and they repeat it i think it's like god awful amount of times i can't remember how many times but it's the only lyrics in the whole song and it's just that's repeated. It's annoying as fuck. <laughs> that's the most so repetitive So it took song. a long time to write the lyrics for that one. Yeah. The most repetitive artist and the biggest, like, the, the worst offender in this of all, through all the decades that he found, was Rihanna. Oh! 
Rihanna beat them really? all out. She was the worst offender. Whoa. All of them. Get out. Yeah, which, I mean, I we definitely, I don't know, I, don't, I feel like I shouldn't be so shocked, but I kind of was. And But yes, Rihanna was by far, through all the decades, the most repetitive one he found, the worst offender of it. Umbrella, Ella, Ella. So... If you're trying to think, wow, I don't, I don't want to be like that. I want to be the shine bright like that a diamond. Kind. Who, who isn't repetitive? Okay, that's a good point. I like that. Yes. So least, the if you really, really want music that's going to be more creative inspiration, mm-hmm. and this is going to probably shock you, Kanye. Get out. Kanye West was one of the least repetitive in all of music. <laughs> Even though in Color real life, shocked. he is like insanely repetitive and kind of crazy, little, but musically, musically speaking, he was the least repetitive. Wow. So if you want that real creative inspiration, I'm in awe. <laughs> now, obviously, in music in mm. general, pop is the most repetitive. Oh, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yes. Of all time. Like right. over all the other genres. Pop music, you know, that's the repetitive one. Your your Rihanna's, Jason Derulo, Lady mm-hmm. Gaga, Maroon 5, they have all stretched to, you know, this very, very limit of repetitiveness that you can yes. possibly have. Um, now, the two that really didn't kind of come up on this list at all, the two genres, are hip-hop and country music are usually on the very opposite side. So if you have, like, this giant spectrum in the from the most repetitive to the least repetitive, most is going to be pop, you know, mm-hmm. way on this side. Yes. Over, way on the opposite side of them is your hip-hop and country. Those are the ones huh. that say aren't as repetitive. Get out. So, I mean, if you don't... If you don't want to have that repetitive drone influence, maybe throw on some Tim McGraw, but Rihanna would probably condemn you straight to hell. Well, she gonna anyway, isn't she? <laughs> My wife hates Rihanna. I don't mind her. Wife can't stand her. She thinks she sounds whiny. But that was my first story. I just, I like I said, music has always intrigued me. So when that's I read cool. that, that's really very interesting. interesting. I can't believe names, Conway, Conway, Conway. I'm on Conway Twitter, the country part. So you know, that's, yeah, that's me. it just kind of shocked I me. Mean, like the only thing in that article, I think that wasn't shocking to me was that pop music was the most repetitive. No, I was like, okay, that kind of yeah, I could see that. That, yes. that makes it. But the fact that countries like the least repetitive and I like country music still surprised me some of the names through the decades that were the worst offenders were like wow but I just thought that was a really interesting article so <laughs> it makes hey. me want to go back and listen to some of these people just see yeah see if you can catch on to <laughs> what the repetitive yeah. parts are so y'all are going to definitely have to tell me what you what you think is the most repetitive and you know songs that stuck out to your artists that you were surprised to either yeah, see there yeah, or not yeah. see there whatever it may be exactly Going on, we have our package thoughts, which, yeah, as always, as we all know, is probably our favorite part of this whole whole podcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we got uh, some so cookie pop. Hit me up. What are we What are we doing? Cookie pop. Cookie pop by Miss Field. So you oh, know it's gonna be good. I love Miss Field's cookies. She got some damn good cookies. I this do. is flavored popcorn cookies and cream flavored popcorn that we're trying. Cookies from Miss Field. And popcorn. I think that sounds pretty good together. Not a good look I'm... on the popcorn, but... No, it almost looks peppered. Yeah, it does. It's like peppered kettle corn. Mm-hmm. It's sweet, but it's kind of good. I'm getting the cookie taste at the end. No, see, I kind of like it. 
It's not over like overpoweringly sweet to me. I think it's very sweet. It's like excuse me. It's like a kettle corn. You know how kettle corn is sweeter, obviously. Yes. No, I, I don't mind that though. Mm -mm. It's I not bad. It's my favorite one we've had, but I like that. I can definitely see myself grabbing a handful. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could eat a whole bag. No. But I could definitely see myself grabbing a handful and taking it as like a little snack. It has no GMOs. It uh, was the most popular booth at the 2016 Candy Concept Expo. Ooh, that would be a fun expo to go to. Oh, heck yeah. Man, it's been days there. <laughs> it's actually quite healthy. So you can grab yourself more than a handful. I did see that it was like advertising, you know, uh, low sodium, only 150 calories, mm -hmm. non-GMO corn, you know, like a bunch of these healthy things. Yeah. That it's all made in America. And then it also has advertised on here, kid test it, mom approved, which I thought was a kick slogan for... I thought it was too. For uh, yeah. cereal, not an overall statement, but... The only downside is it's made in New Jersey. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, I guess... Okay, no, it's pretty good. It's, it's not bad. It. It's sweeter, but it's, like you said, I could have a handful, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just not... I guess when I say overpoweringly sweet, it's not like that... Like toothachey, steak sweet. Like I don't get that. Mm -hmm. It's sweet, but like you said, like a kettle corn sweet, not a yeah, not like a, a, a very different like spun sugar sweet. Yes, not cotton candy style where you're just eating. <laughs> okay, straight so straight. I uh, ate the rest that was there. No, but that wasn't bad. I didn't mind that at all. No, that's not bad at all. I wouldn't mind like trying other flavors. No, I would like that on a road trip. Yes, that would be good on a road like trip. Like to pass yes. around, like if you had a group of people going mm -hmm. on a road trip together to pass around, because then everybody takes a handful, your bag's gone, and everybody's kind of right. happy with it. Everybody had their hands in it. That's good stuff. I don't mind mm. that at all. Alrighty. All, all right. right. Kick us on over. What's your second story this week? Second story. Is Social Security secure? Big question for a lot of folk. Retirees will see the largest increase in Social Security benefits in seven years come this January. Hmm. But what else is going to change about Social Security? Well, the full retirement age will raise from 62 to 65. Just keeps raising and raising. Mm -hmm. The earning limit for working retirees who collect Social Security will increase as well. It'll raise from $17,040 to $17,640. Okay, so you're going to have a $600 raise right. for if you're Right, that's supposed to adjust for the cost of living. <laughs> yeah, anyway, the uh the tax cap on workers now who get taxed for Social Security will increase. Mm. If you're fortunate enough to make over $132,900 every year. I would like to make $32,900. <laughs> Your income over that will not be taxed for Social Security. Isn't that awesome? Oh, yay. Yes. But, Why are they not getting taxed? Like, isn't that the ones that have the money? Uh, yeah, you would think so. They should be getting taxed more. Now, the government assures us that there's enough money in Social Security to pay benefits until 2035. Oh, yay. Yes. After that, these benefits will decrease like crazy. If you think you can't live on Social Security now, wait. 
I'm just thinking because I won't even be 50 by that point. No. You're not even close to the retirement age, are you? No. And that's if it stays at 65. Yeah, right? if they don't raise it, it like yet 55, again. 55, 57, 58, 62. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just keeps going up. That's kind of crazy. So, to all you workers out there, good Keep luck. Working. Have a retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> Invest wisely. <laughs> About that, I might need to have a little investment <laughs> thing later on and try to figure out some how to start investing. <laughs> so... My second story is wheelchair weight. So this is about a American Airlines passenger who is left in a wheelchair overnight at an airport after her flight was canceled. Outrageous. Yes. Uh, it was at Chicago Hare National Airport, and it was after her American Airlines flight to Detroit was canceled due to weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, mind you, this Olympia Warsaw is her name. She is 67. Mm-hmm. And she actually flown to Illinois to attend a relative's funeral. So after the service, uh, Warsaw was to catch a flight back home to Michigan and her son, um, Claude. That's where she was going back to. She lived up by her son. You know, she went down for the funeral, was going to come back. The gal that was with her, because this lady, mind you, she's 67. She's an older lady now. Right. And she has Parkinson's and diabetes, which is why she's in the wheelchair. And she has trouble communicating. So... You know, she she needs aid. Yes. And, she, it's, I'm sorry, this just kills me. Uh, the lady, her daughter was there, and she actually walked her mom, or, yeah, she walked their mom all the way to the gate. Uh, she confirmed again with the gate agent before she left. The flight was on time, and at that mm-hmm. point it was. Everything was right. good as flight-wise weather happened, and that's when They can't foresee yeah. the future. What has nothing to do with the flight being canceled, let me tell right. you. This story has nothing to do with that. But, you know, she confirmed the flight was on time mm-hmm. and said everything was okay. And she said, the lady was like, yep, all's fine. We'll take good care of your mom. You know, <laughs> everything was, was A-okay at that point. So she was, you know, say, met at the gate, told her bye, you know, loved her. Thank you, you know, so nice to have mm-hmm. you down. Sorry, it was circumstances, all this kind of stuff. Well, she didn't make it back to Detroit that night. And according to her son, <laughs> the airport porter assigned to his mother by the airline offered Warsaw a hotel room for the night after a flight was canceled. However, they would not take her to the hotel, and due to her trouble communicating, she couldn't find transportation. The porter left her at the airport after his shift ended, so he basically clocked out, went, oh, cool, time gone. Somebody else's problem. Except never telling anyone else. So after she didn't arrive to Detroit, her family began calling American Airlines, you know, into the Uh airport, trying to track her down, make sure she was okay. Hours later, security found her still in her wheelchair and in the same clothes she'd been wearing the previous day. Mm, The mm, family mm. is now looking for answers from American Airlines as to how their mother was left and how the hell this could happen. They said, obviously, to the news that, you know, they've launched an investigation into the matter. And they said, we're very concerned about this and have launched an investigation with our Chicago team and the vendor we utilize that provides its wheelchair services at Chicago O'Hare. We have spoken with the family multiple times and met them both in Chicago and Detroit yesterday. Our team has already refunded uh, back the fare for this trip. No fucking shit. That's the least you could do. Amen. Uh, and the airline confirmed that the woman was offered a hotel voucher, voucher, but they're looking into why she was not transported there. Thank you. So, yeah. Here's somebody who can't communicate on their own and do things for themselves but she had a voucher in her hand. And what's bad, this hellacious trip 
didn't even start there. They were already having problems with the airline during the trip, as American Airlines reportedly lost her luggage on the flight in, forcing her to miss part of the funeral while she went to get clothes to wear. Because she had to get, because she had none of her suitcase, so she actually had to go Gosh. buy clothes when she got there, which made her miss part of the service. So that like started the trip, but that's just another airline horror story. That happened whatever. to your aunt Ray when she came in for Pappy's funeral. They lost her luggage, and she had to go out and buy new. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta buy the outfit for the funeral. Yeah, you still gotta have something. But you can't yeah, so go with two of them PJs. That's how it started, and. Uh, outrageous if that was my mother oh that airline would be so sick of me she actually had to find a random passenger just to help her out so she can go to the bathroom oh oh help her get her over to the bathrooms and all you know on an international flight and this isn't to say that my animals are on the same wavelength as a as a woman an elderly woman in a wheelchair but on an international flight over to Turkey, the animals who were in their crates were supposed to be taken care of and clearly were not. I mean, their cages were full of feces and urine. Mm-hmm. The food that was taped to the top, not even one morsel of food was out there. Their water dishes were bone dry. Oh, it was yeah. horrible absolutely horrible and i couldn't and i was outraged i was just at the top of the line outraged i can't imagine what these people are feeling oh my gosh no i no part of me could even begin to imagine the anger that is probably transpiring to them right now but my my article like point i'm sure that woman is on medicines as well for you know, the diabetes, the Parkinson's and all. What if she needed that medicine direly? Like, either have it, you know. And here's my thing. That's horrible. And here's where the opinion part really comes in, and I want to know what your thoughts are of where is, where does the problem lie on this? Is this an American Airlines problem, or is this whoever they deal with in Chicago O'Hare to do the wheelchairs, you know, the people that that is their whole job is to, you know, help people to their flights, yes. transport them, uh, deal with wheelchairs, to and from flights, strollers. That's what they do. Who does this lie on? Well, I have a mother who cannot see very well. She's had LASIK surgery and does better now. But when she traveled before that, she had to be in a wheelchair and somebody had to take her to the gate and everything. And those porters i guess they're called yes. wheelchair porter whatever they're run and in essence hired by whatever airline they're working for do you see okay well that's why i said i didn't know yes. if that was like an american airline thing or if right. that was a chicago O'Hare so american thing. airline in essence employed that guy who simply left her at the end of his shift, like just oh, oh. Oh, clock out. What the hell? How could you do that? How could you go home and sleep knowing you just left an elderly woman in a wheelchair alone in an airport? Knowing right while the flight got canceled, and, well, I tried yes. to give her a, a voucher. Oh well, let's stand up and applaud that man. Yeah. Oh, she couldn't get transportation, so I just left her there. Clocked like, What the ass. hell is wrong with you? Total. What is? I agree with you. How do you go home and go to sleep? I, that's what I'm that? saying. How do you do that? I will just... 
baffles me. There's no way I could have left that woman. I don't care if I'm off the clock. You just can't leave a human being. I can't leave when I'm scheduled out and I have a line of people at my store. Oh. And there's other people still checking them out, but I'm like, oh, I could help out and get that line to... I feel bad for that. I can't leave without that, let alone, you know, something on this level. I can tell you one thing from helping my mother with the airport wheelchair thing. Those airport people, the wheelchair porters, porters or whatever you call them, are only out for a tip. Yes. I can honestly say that because i personally went up to the front desk of the airline and complained about the one gentleman in georgia yep at atlanta hartsfield yes because the way he did my mother was wrong no he was simply wrong all he wanted to do was get her to her gate and leave and have her give him a tip for it and then complained yes uh, oh, he was yes. a piece of work as well. Yes, yes, yes. So I just, I don't know what part needs to be revamped, but that is just, I could not believe as I was reading that story that that happened. I just can't believe his audacity to just walk out on her. I don't understand that at all. How can a person do that to another person? So you definitely have to tell me your your thoughts on that. Yes, on please. Our social media. That's... Because I... I I honestly, I, I almost wanted to say the story was fake at first. Like, just, wow. People can't really do that. All right. That is kind of our signal for last clip. Okay. Slight technical difficulties on that part of <laughs> My last clip is should he or should he not? In November, John Allen Chow, or I'm, I'm not Chow. sure how to pronounce it. C-H-A-U. Chow. Say Chow. Yeah. Okay. Went to a forbidden island and was killed instantly. <laughs> Getting out of his kayak, arrows, pew, done. All right. Now, there is a ban of going within three miles of this island, by the way. And he chose to ignore this in hopes of converting this tribe to Christianity. So he kayaked there, got out of his kayak on the island. The uh, tribe greeted him with arrows and killed him instantly. Now, police, in, in this is in uh, 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 Indian Island. Okay. So police have arrested seven people so far. None of them are from this tribe, nor should they be as far as I'm concerned. But there are six fishermen and one person who all helped him at some point to get to the island. Now, Indian authorities have not been able to retrieve his body. And people are outraged about it. Well, you can't just go to the island. No, you can't go up to this island and be like, excuse me. Could you, you know, the body that you killed, could we have that? You can't do that. But anyway, people are outraged that they're not going to retrieve his body. Why should they? Exactly. Now, Chow, who is an American adventurer, he did know for a fact that this tribe is known to kill any and all outsiders. 
Okay. Just, uh, I think it was six years before this incident, two fishermen who had the unfortunate uh, happenstance to arrive on their island uh, were killed instantly and staked on the uh, island on stakes to be viewed by anybody who crossed in the waters to know not to go there. So everybody knew this guy just chose to completely ignore, ignore everything and go for it. Which if that is your, your gung-ho, whatever, I don't necessarily think it should be illegal for you to go there or whatever. It's your own, your own will of mind. However, I don't understand how people can be outraged not going to get in the damn body. Exactly. Like, I feel like that was part of his like knowledge and consent of mm-hmm. going like, hey, most likely it's a suicide mission. Let's hope for the best. Right. But I don't, I don't understand why anybody could be mad. Like, okay, he made the decision. You said he openly knew it wasn't an accidental thing. No. He openly knew that he was going to an island. Yeah, he always didn't... kill people that are yeah. outsiders. Yep. So he took it upon himself to, to go about it. Well, the reason it's illegal is because there is a ban that people are not allowed within three miles of this island due to this tribe not wanting anything from the outside world. It does not want to be involved in the outside world at all. It doesn't want diseases brought in. It doesn't want food brought in. It doesn't want any contact. They made it perfectly clear. So the country or the government of that one decided three-mile ban anywhere around this island. How big is that island? It's a smaller know? island. It's not like a massive. Do they know how many people are probably on that like island? an atoll or something more so than an island? Okay. Do they know how many people are in this tribe at all? I do not know. They're not. I don't even know if they know. No, you know I'm I mean? not sure they know how many are in the tribe. They they can't like fly helicopters over and take pictures or nothing. That is just. I don't know. It's also kind of wild to think there's part of that in here. Like it's just crazy, crazy, crazy to think about. I think he just has to take some of his responsibility for I do, and I don't death. understand how people can argue anything else. Like, it's... Right. I feel like once he did it, he kind of you kind of assume the the fate. I'm all for prophetizing and, and doing what you want for your religion when you feel it, you know? Oh, yeah. But, hello, you gotta, you gotta think. That's why I said there, that, that part does not bother me at mm-hmm. all. But I just, I, what bothers me is that people are now trying to fight and... Oh, I honestly wonder if he would even fight for that if he was back here. Exactly. I I almost feel like if that was truly his sole purpose and and mission was to go there and hopefully reach them for his religion, mm-hmm. that I feel that he wouldn't be mad at the outcome if that's it was kind of the expected outcome. Right. He was hoping for the best, but I don't understand how anybody could try to argue and say, well, he we need we should have to go get his body and you know you can't help exactly. him like he made his own made his own bed he's got to sleep in it. Sorry, like that's. Yeah, unfortunate, but true. I mean, did, I'm not saying he deserved to die, but he knew what he was getting into. You, you knew the inherent risk. Yes. If you're swimming with sharks, you can't be surprised if a shark bites you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very, very, very true. So, over to my last clip for the mm-hmm. day. It's all about Playboy print. Dun, dun, so, uh, the... I'm a bunny. <laughs> The icon of Hugh Hefner, who passed away last September. Yeah. Uh, he had an auction uh, recently. I want to say it was like a week ago or so. They had an auction for some of his stuff to 
help support other causes. Mm-hmm. And some big fan of Playboy bought his typewriter for a hundred sixty-two thousand and five hundred dollars. Ow! Ow! Now, Grant, this auction didn't include any of the nightmarish severed head of the old McDonald's mascot that everybody knew that Hefner had went and got, and yes. a couple weird things like that. <laughs> but it did include a couple, you know, really unique things like this typewriter. That, I want to know if it uh, did it include any of his smoking jackets. I'm not sure. That would be the awesome. article I was reading didn't go over like the Everything, entire right. list; just gotcha. over a couple things. Mostly focusing on that because it was just such a it was the it was highest a high seller. End, yeah, yeah, you know, it was the thing that made the most money, and it was saying that he actually used it in college and while publishing the first issue of Playboy. So this awesome. typewriter, you know, was kind of his founding point for his whole whole empire. A couple other big item things that went was a personal set of bound Playboys. From all the way from 1953 to 2013. Wow. That someone bought for $76,800. Oh. Wow. Now, I'm imagining that you probably didn't want to be the person seen putting that into your van and knowing how lonely <laughs> you might be. Uh, there was, I mean, you, you did pay almost $8,000 for Greater Playboys. Most people have shoved under their bed. I don't know if his wife is happy with his decision, but okay. I don't think there's going to be a wife in that scenario. No, yeah, you're you're probably correct. There was another uh, interesting item. It was a gold ring with a black onyx plaque in the center, and the plaque revealed a secret panel that opened to uh, a hidden Viagra compartment. (laughs) Someone paid $22,400 for that. Oh, wow. Let's be honest, you're not going to use that. No. Please, for the love of God, don't use yes, that. Yes, please tell me you're not going to use that. But you spent, you know, much for a car to buy mm. that ring. Just a couple crazy things. Now, I will say, with the typewriter part of it, mm-hmm. it does kind of make me wonder if it carries, like, some kind of Twilight Zone error to it. And that if yes. Hugh Hefner were to ever come back and haunt something, you figure you might go back to that typewriter. Exactly. That. So, you know. That's where the moolah started. It's just, I thought it was I, kind of What uh, charity is this going to, just out of total I curiosity? I have no idea. The article did not say. No, I just, total curiosity about that. No, I, it just said, that, you know, it was the, trying to think of what it was, you know, just like no, the auction no. for it. Gotcha. Uh, it says Jim Belushi paid $3,125 for a leather-bound Saturday Night Live script from when Hefner hosted it and. It was his brother wow. and John Belushi was on at the time, so his brother Jim bought that. Okay, now that's kind of cool, though. Seriously, it was your oh, brother yeah. was on it, and that's that's a little bit... Yeah, I like that. Uh, they did say Polly Shore was there, but they don't know if he bought anything. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I mean, the, the ring could have been him. How about he a new life? Ring. He could afford just to buy a new life. Oh, and I'm sorry, it actually did say at the very end, and that was my complete fault for missing that part, uh, it went to the Hugh M. Hefner Foundation, which supports organizations that advocate uh, for for and defend civil rights and civil liberties. All right. That's a pretty, it sounds like a pretty... So that is what the charity is. So I knew it was like working. going all into the charity, you know, just to help yeah. raise the excess stuff. No, that's awesome. But that's where it went to, was the that foundation. Just some cool little cool little things that were bought there and the person that bought the typewriter was anonymous same with the rings. oh yeah they don't know who 
That would be Who awesome, was. though, just to have that typewriter. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's an older typewriter, so people will come oh, yeah. over and be like, oh, that's a cool typewriter, and you're like, wait till you hear the story behind it if you yes. think it's cool now. So I just thought that was kind of cool, The some of the some of the more high-end items that were bought, some of the interesting ones, like the SNL one wasn't necessarily the highest item there, but no, kind of cool that, that it went cool. to John Belushi's brother, exactly. Jim. So I don't know. Just cool couple interesting facts about... Good old Hef, my boy Hugh. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a lot of boys, honestly. <laughs> he was a lot of boys' hero, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those center and I could man. see why people like to tell him he, you know, was a huge degrader of women, and he was, but you didn't have to force any of those bunnies to hop around for him, so... Oh, God, no, they were living the life. Exactly. Thank ya. Anyway. Yes, sorry. I hope you enjoyed our episode this week. <laughs> yes, please. I feel like we had some pretty good <coughs> some pretty good stories out there this week for us. Definitely some that brought some thought-provoking elements to it there between mm. your food stamps and Social Security there. You went kind of on a, on a little theme there that was really interesting <laughs> over with the wheelchair weight on mine. Just some interesting... Interesting things. I do want to hear from y'all, so please, please, please go ahead. Comment over on our Facebook page, our Twitter page. Yep, yep. Email us at Relative Reaction. Comment on iTunes. Grace at five stars if you do feel it in your heart. I would greatly, greatly be so appreciative of that. That helps us out tremendously. Don't care what you say. That part is not near as much for no. communication ego as it is to help us. Yes. But... The communication part does come on our Facebook, Twitter, and email. Where we so badly want to hear from you. We love hearing from you. We love being able to talk back to you and, you know, just get everybody's opinions. And it brings up new points. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've said it time and time again. Sure. There are points we miss. We're not perfect. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. I like to think that we're pretty damn well, close. Well, I'm close. I'm close, yeah. But we do know that we miss shit. We've had articles sometimes where we'll find something and then we realize a week later that mm-hmm. we have to come back and be on the next podcast. So, okay, so that wasn't... Entirely true. true. Yeah, I found exactly. some more fact. We do research it. I promise. We put yes. all of our effort into trying yes. to research as best I can. But we're not. We perfect. try. We miss shit. Oh yeah. And at the end of the day, this isn't supposed to be a big factual thing. No, it's an opinionated comedy podcast. Yes, we're so, just here to tell you our opinions on certain things that is happening in this crazy world. I hope that we get to bring up some stories throughout the week that get make you think. Yes. I hope to make you laugh throughout mm-hmm. it. We try new shit. We get to be your guinea pigs on yes. some packaged thoughts. That's what it's here for. So yes. I know we do. And things. I do hope that wheelchair guy smacks his end table and breaks his baby toe. How? Exactly. I hope he steps on a Lego. Oh, yeah, a couple Bare of them. Barefoot. Yeah. All right, good Shit one. Hurts. Good one. I like that. <laughs> no, but we do want to hear from you. So go ahead and let us know. I love love getting to hear your thoughts on it. Yes. As we're not perfect, we do try to make it more comedy than anything. I do like to mm-hmm. see other people's point of views. There's oh, a lot yeah. of times where a view is brought up that I'm like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Mm-mm. Or a fact that we missed or something. So yes, go ahead, give us all that. Thank you so much for joining us in Love this week. I, I absolutely yes, I can't can't be more grateful for you listening in and taking an hour out of your week to come listen to us and hang out with us for a little bit. Uh, make sure you join in next Get week. Get you right here. Make sure you join next week for a twenty fifth episode. Yeah, baby, quarter cool away to a die. And we have another 
very special episode that we are starting to plan up for the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. I will hopefully give you some more details in the upcoming weeks. A little bit of details here, a little bit of details there as we iron out some things. But we're hoping to do a special episode that's going to be nothing like we've ever done before. So thank you as always. Make sure you continue to love your animals. As always, we do adore our animals. And they are – I try to wrap presents this today and it was (laughs) – Always, always fun because no matter where I put them, I have dogs and cats, so one of them will try to go in there and get in the way. I still haven't decorated under my tree. I believe it. (laughs) But make sure you stay new to your pets. And and some of them relatives. relatives. And there might be a few, especially if you're relatives, though. Yeah, if you're relatives, the wear tear.